Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's philosophy talk. Today, Zen Buddhism. So, John, you know, I'm a little bit confused. What exactly is Zen Buddhism? Is it a religion, a philosophy, a new age lifestyle? Well, Ken, we'll learn a lot as the hour progresses, but I'll tell you my opinion right off the bat. Zen Buddhism is a religion, and like all religions, it has various philosophical principles that we can have a lot of fun discussing. Yeah, some people deny that uh, Zen has any philosophy, but yeah, I think that's that's probably just wrong. But what about all this New Age stuff? You know, Zen MP3 players, Zen soap, Zen underwear, Phil Jackson, the Zen basketball coach. Does that really have anything to do with Zen? Can a relatively enlightened person like myself doesn't know anything about those things. But we'll all know a lot more about Zen Buddhism as we discuss the philosophy of Zen Buddhism with our guest, Chair of the Center for Buddhist Studies at the University of California, Berkeley, Robert Scharf. Philosophy Talk will be right back. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, San Francisco's oldest, most innovative public radio station. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, in this case, under a big lotus tree. And from the lotus tree, we calmly migrate to the air, and from the air to our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org, where from time to time we both weigh in. Uh, Check it out. And Ken, it's time for you to quit uh, contemplating your navel and start talking to me about Zen Buddhism. Oh, Zen Buddhism. You know, I read somewhere, some people in the Zen circle say Zen has no philosophy. Zen is not a philosophy. Somebody says it's beyond philosophy. It's beyond reasoning, rationality, beyond logic. Uh, so what are we doing talking about it? And it can't be put into words exactly. You can just experience it. Yeah, some people say Zen is ineffable. But when somebody tells me they've got some ineffable truths, I say, well, I bet I can F them. At least I can have a lot of fun trying. I think philosophy is uh, capable of discussing everything. So when somebody says, oh, you can't discuss the philosophy of Zen, I say, watch us try. Yeah. I do have to say, philosophically, there is one thing about Zen that, there are actually a couple things that about Zen, as I understand it, that and Buddhism in general, that, that fascinate me. You know, Christianity has a lot of bizarre metaphysics. Uh, Christ didn't say it had a lot of bizarre metaphysics, but the theology of Christianity has posited a lot of metaphysics. But I was reading some uh, teachings of the compassionate Buddha, and there's this little thing in there where one of the disciples says to the Master, But Master, you haven't told me whether the world is infinite or finite, whether it's eternal or non-eternal, whether what's good and what's evil, so how can I practice? And the Master says, basically, that's irrelevant. Of course I didn't tell you that stuff. Just practice. Find contentment and enlightenment. So you don't you don't need all that metaphysics. It's, you know, it's not, well, you cool. know, I, I think it's it may be quite true that Buddhism in general, or at least some kinds of Buddhism in general, and Zen in particular, is a lot less free of implausible and problematic metaphysics than a lot of religions. But that doesn't mean we can't discuss it philosophically. We can ask, well, what is this Zen enlightenment, and how does it fit into the world, and why doesn't it need those metaphysics? Well, that's true. I mean, because it's Zen enlightenment, especially if it really is supposed to be. I mean, I'm a philosopher. I want to understand the world. I want to understand it philosophically. I want to reason about it. I want to do science on it. And I think that's the path to understanding. Well, and I so this like, stuff where you just experience, and it's beyond lot. I'm really puzzled about what that is and how that's supposed to work and how you could ever get yourself in that frame of mind. Well, maybe we better get a little, a little dose of enlightenment to get started, Ken. Yeah, and a roving philosophical reporter, Amy Standen, went out and talked to somebody who's achieved a degree of enlightenment through Zen. She files this report. I grew up in Ireland, and after I finished college and worked for a couple of years, I decided to travel, and I ended up traveling to Japan. 
Paul Heller is an abbot at the San Francisco Zen Center. By that point in time, questions like, well, what is life about? And noticing how everywhere you went, there were different cultures, different sensibilities about what life was and what life wasn't. So my mind was quite philosophical and open. In fact, I was chewing my way through Nietzsche's writings, and that seemed to be, for me, for my mind, the perfect primer to hearing the teachings of Buddhism. When I was living in Tokyo and met someone who was trained to be a Zen priest, I was sitting in a Chinese restaurant, and he approached me. I think he wanted to practice his English, and uh, we became friends. We talked about suffering, the meaning of life, and what we were doing with our lives. He gave me a rather obscure book on Zen cons, and for some reason, when I started to read it, I felt like this is it. This is the answer to all the questions. It wasn't actually the answer to the questions, but it reframed them in a way that really made sense to me. From that moment, I just felt like how Zen relates to life, the way it responds to the human condition is how I want to live. What are we trying to do throughout the day? To wake up, to be present in the moment, in this time and space for what's happening, and then to carry that awareness, whatever we're doing. So the notion in Zen is that everything you do is an opportunity to be aware. We all have moments of enthusiasm, moments where the experience that's arising right now has a vitality that draws us forth. You know, you read the Zen of skiing or you read NBA basketball players having a Zen moment as they dunk the ball or whatever. I mean, of course, this, this is nothing other than the capacity of our lives. Zen practice is simply to take that and try to make it a recurring event rather than a unique and fleeting and rare experience. When you start to take it on as a deliberate practice, it does feel like you're trying to do something unnatural. As you continue with it, you actually discover that not only is it not robbing you of something, it's actually giving you a gift because our preoccupations are their own kind of limitation, and that the present moment is where we are fully alive. The more we all experience being alive, the happier we will be, the more generous we will be with each other, the more compassionate, and the more we will have an insight into what's important in life. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.